Trying to find the button to turn my mic on there. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Happy Monday. Welcome in. Not on YouTube, because I am suspended. <laughs> I am Sean Corey. You can find all my links, all my things, at libertylinks.io slash Jonathan Corey. This might end up being a uh, short stream. Could uh, very well turn into a long one again if I uh, start rambling. <laughs> if y'all get me rambling, <laughs> y'all get me uh, get me going. Might be a longer stream. Um, to those here live with me, I already have a couple people on D Live. I got a couple people on Facebook. What's up, Facebook? My personal Facebook account. What's up, y'all? Um, Twitch. I got one. I got my one Twitch viewer, of course. Shout out. Oh, sevens in the chat for my one Twitch viewer that's always here every week. <laughs> sometimes I have two, sometimes I have none, but almost always I just have that one single fed <laughs> watching me on Twitch. So what's up? Welcome in. Got a good one for you here tonight. If you are here with me live, send me comments, send me chat questions. I'll get to them. I'll get to them all at some point. Um, in between what I'm talking about, planning on talking about. If you're watching or listening later on, send me your thoughts to the stream and, uh, you know, comments wherever you're watching or listening or to my DMs on social media. And uh, I will respond to those as well. And my DMs and my P.O. box are always open as well. So, yeah, I had to start off and say, you know, sure enough. <laughs> because, of course, last week's stream was um, that I uploaded to YouTube. Got another strike and uh, landed me with a uh, two-week suspension. My next strike, third strike, gets my channel nuked. Actually, it was my third strike, so I'm surprised my channel isn't already nuked. Um, this is the third stream that YouTube has taken down for medical misinformation, quote-unquote. <laughs> so, if you are watching a replay of this on YouTube later on, I'm still there somehow. My channel isn't nuked in like three months whenever you're watching this. Uh, subscribe to my other channels. <laughs> subscribe to uh, me on BitChute or uh, Gab or um, Rumble or Odyssey, where those places, at least as of, you know, so far, like the last year, couple years, they've proven to uh, be pretty good about free speech and not censoring people for their opinions. Not spreading violence, not advocating overthrowing governments, not tricking people, lying people, deceiving people, actually harming people, you know, actually doing illegal things, but just having opinions. Just a guy who has opinions, you know? Those are the websites that seem to uh, not give you strikes and take your content down and or delete your channel entirely. Again, uh, all my links are at libertylinks.io slash Jonathan Corey, S-E-A-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-R-Y, and make sure to uh, subscribe to my channels on your podcast apps and uh, BitChute, Odyssey, TV.gab, and Rumble. So I can't stream live on YouTube, I can't post for like a couple weeks, but uh, we are going to just keep crushing gonna keep crushing anyways can't stop won't stop i'm also gonna try to uh get on shing.tv shing.tv if the creators approve me 
And I just love what those folks have going on over there. Shout out to Rob and Amy. It's either Colbert or Colbert. <laughs> I think it's Colbert. Shout out to Rob and Amy, though. Um, they've always been cool and dope and just awesome people doing awesome things. And even if they don't let me on, I understand. I get it. Hey, I get it. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. Even if they don't let me on, uh, I just hope they keep crushing anyways. And, um, you know, it's awesome that they made a platform for people to share their controversial, quote unquote, air quotes, controversial thoughts, you know. So sign up for Shing.TV if you like political, philosophical, theological, and controversial streams. You probably wouldn't be watching me or listening to me if you didn't. So uh, head on over to Shing.TV. And warning, it can get a little spicy in there. And uh, I might not be spicy enough for Shing.TV, you know what I mean? I might not be controversial enough for Shing.TV. But we'll see. Hopefully I get up, hopefully I get on, up there, streaming there. And, um, opposingly, <laughs> probably the opposite, opposite end. I know they've had some beef and stuff before, but, uh, shout out to Cozy.TV, Cozy.TV, C-O-Z-Y.TV for, uh, the lo-fi beats in the background tonight. You know, I may not like a good amount of people over there on Cozy TV, but, uh, some I do like. <laughs> some are pretty based, some are pretty funny, for sure. And uh, they need to just in general be commended for making their own um, streaming service, following through on it. It's awesome. It's awesome that they did that. Cozy.tv slash lo-fi, L-O-F-I, has 24-7 uh, cozy lo-fi beats to relax and study to. Oh, here we go. I have a second Twitch viewer tonight, Roasted Perpetrat commented hi i want to offer a promotion of your channel viewers followers views chatbots the price is lower than any competitor the quality is guaranteed to be the best auto on incredibly flexible and convenient order management panel everything is in your hands pay to be popular <laughs> pay to be popular no thanks roasted perpetrat but thanks for being my second viewer on twitch that's dope <laughs> Welcome in, spam bot. I got a fed and I got a spam bot in my uh, Twitch stream. <laughs> I don't need to pay to be popular. I have two whole. I have like one and a half <laughs> people in. I have a person and a bot in my Twitch bat in my Twitch stream already, bro. Why would I need to like pay for more people? But right on. We're getting to it. We're gonna we're gonna dive right in. There, um, just as truly, there is, uh, mumbling, sorry, there is a truly amazing account on Instagram that I cannot, cannot recommend enough for Christians and specifically Christian men to follow. If you're on Instagram and you're, you're doing your best to sift through all the basically pornography on there, <laughs> all of the insanity that is on Instagram, there's good stuff, there's useful stuff, there's friendly stuff and funny stuff, you know what I mean? There's good stuff on Instagram, but uh, there's also a lot of stuff you have to click not interested in to uh, reprogram the algorithms to not just bombard you with basically porn all day. Um and one of those accounts that you should follow and follow the people they recommend and the people that they follow um, is Stoic Christian. It's at 
S-T-O-I-C-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, Stoic Christian. Go hit the follow button. Um, I talked with him briefly already, and we're going to have him on in a couple weeks, hopefully early February, to talk about some interesting and insightful stuff. But tonight, here tonight, live with y'all, live with my fed and the ch- in my fed and a chatbot, <laughs> we are going to showcase just a taste of what uh, he has been putting out there on social media. You know, the light, a little glimpse of the light that he's shining out into the darkness that is Instagram. <laughs> and again, that's at Stoic Christian. Follow him. Check out the link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Stoic Christian. And he also runs an online fellowship program that you can find and join in at at thestoicchristian.com slash fellowship. And I believe the link is on that link tree as well. Find, follow, subscribe, check that out. Um, If you're a Christian and you don't have anyone in your life, like in your church or whatever, that's your age that gets it. (laughs) You don't have any peers that just get it, you know? And you need someone just online, like a group, like a fellowship group of Christians who get it, based Christian men, um, sign up for sure. Check this out. I haven't checked. I can't personally like 100% vouch for it because I'm not in it yet. I haven't done it. I haven't participated or whatever. But um, yeah, I just know it's going to be better than just randomly searching through the internet, (laughs) just blindly joining stuff on the internet, you know? Um, I think obviously Christian fellowship should be happening in person, but if that can't happen for you, um, find like-minded individuals, find based young men to uh, fellowship with at least online, you know, and who knows, maybe one day you can uh, make the internet real life. I've done that quite a few times, you know, with the Bayer community, with the new Columbia movement, where I've joined up with some based like-minded folks, like-minded Christians and homesteaders and just like young men who get it dudes who get it legion of bears shout out new columbia movement shout out the bears in general shout out where we have turned the internet into real life we've done meetups we've we hang out i have a meetup this next this coming uh week yeah in a few days we have a tennessee bear meetup you know and it's like making the internet real life you know so if you don't have anything in your real life right now at least at least check this out or something like it new columbia movement's also pretty dope um, if you want to join up with them, but check this one out, linktree slash stoic Christian or the stoic Christian.com slash fellowship. Check it out. And if you do check it out, let me know how it is. And I might be joining you there pretty, pretty shortly. And, uh, yeah, again, in a few weeks, we're going to have him on and we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about him, his life, what he's doing, all the fun stuff, but we're going to get into it. Um, my aunt, yeah, yeah, my aunt, and, you know, shout out to my aunt, Debbie. What's going on, Debbie? Love you. It was great seeing you. My aunt and, like, three other people said, in response to what I asked last week, unanimous. I got four for four confirmation that I need to be doing Genesis verse by verse in its entirety. So we're going to do that. We're going to go through every single verse of Genesis. See, I think it's 50 books total. Might be 40. Don't hate on me if I'm wrong. I think it's 50 books, 50 chapters in the book of Genesis. And uh, we're going to go through it all. All of it. Starting in March. So stay tuned. 
And shout out to my aunt in the chat. Shout out Coffee Grounds Bear. Um, my Odyssey's not working, I guess. Shout out to Shadow in the Odyssey chat. Set of Acantist, Wolves, all the dudes. What's going on, y'all? So, let's get into it. I'm going to be, uh, for the podcast listeners, I'm going to be playing, I'm going to be posting some pictures on the screen. Now, these pictures, yes, they are like pictures, but it's text. And I'm going to read the text in its entirety. So you're not really going to miss out as much as normal when I post clips and pictures. All my podcast listeners, which I believe is like half or almost more than half of everyone who tunes into this. The hundreds of y'all who listen on the podcast. Um, we're going to go through it. We got seven or eight different little slideshows here from the Stoic Christians Instagram account. And I'm just going to read them. Maybe comment a little bit, ramble a little bit about each one, give my thoughts and opinions. And then, yeah, in a couple weeks when he's on, we'll get like more in-depth uh, discussion about it all. But we'll start here. Title of the stream and the title of this slide. You are called to be meek, not weak. You are called to be meek, not weak. Too often are Christian men deceived to be spiritually, mentally, and physically weak. The lack of strong Christian men with the ability to stand up against evil lead us to what we see in society today. But it's not entirely our fault, brothers. An incorrect view of meekness permeates the culture around us. People assume meek is to be weak effeminate or vulnerable to bow down to our enemies in return for temporary peace because of this a majority of christian men are unable to withstand evil when it rears its ghastly face to be meek is to be humble to have a mild temper not easily provoked or irritated not stubborn or quick to complain brothers our Lord Jesus is meek towards his sheep and strong toward his enemies. These two traits are not mutually exclusive. It's time we stop confusing meekness for weakness. I'm going to read those last two again because that's awesome. To be meek is to be humble. To have a mild temper. Not easily provoked or irritated. Not stubborn or quick to complain. Brothers, our Lord Jesus is meek toward his sheep and strong toward his enemies. These two traits are not mutually exclusive. It's time we stop confusing meekness for weakness. And that's just amazing. Isn't that just amazing? If meek meant weak, right? We like to just assume that's the same word, right? But if meek meant weak, it would be the same word, right? Jesus would have told us in the Beatitudes, in the Sermon on the Mount, that the weak would inherit the world. The powerless would inherit the world, right? Which is what, again, he said, like our culture, our modern culture has come to assume that word to mean, right? But instead, scripture tells us specifically 
that the meek shall do so. And the word that is used in the original Greek text is, I'm going to butcher this, but the original Greek text is pras, praus, P-R-A-U-S, praus, 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 which means gentle. So we use the word meek. It's uh, mostly in the King James that uses the word meek. But most of our translations in the modern American Bibles are going to use the word gentle. It is often, it is used often in the Old Testament. Psalm 37, 11 reads, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Zephaniah, minor, minor prophet Zephaniah, chapter 2, verse 3 reads, Seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who have upheld his justice. Seek righteousness, seek humility. It may be that you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. And Matthew 5, 5, the most <laughs> out-of-context verse, one of the most out-of-context taken verses in red letters. Um, again, in the Beatitudes, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now this word is not used to describe soft, weak, powerless, cowardly people. Again, as much as our culture wants you to assume that's the case, or as much as a preacher in the past has told you this, or a TikTok video or whatever has told you this, try to excuse it away as this, this word meek is not describing anyone who is soft, weak, powerless, or cowardly. It is used to describe those who are in control of themselves, who are humble, confident, trusting, loyal, and courageous. The one who knows that God is in control and trusts in him completely. That is the one who shall inherit everything eventually. Think of the word gentle. Like if you're being gentle with a baby or gentle with an animal, like, oh, be gentle when you pet that cat, right? Be gentle when you hold the baby. That's not you. That's not someone worried that you're too weak to hold a baby. <laughs> you're too weak, you know, to pet a cat and hurt it or whatever. Being gentle is being in control. It's controlling the way you pet the cat. Controlling the baby, you know. Not squeezing it, not holding it too tight, not dropping it, you know. It's being in control. And, you know, it's like the man who has the big stick. The man who carries a big stick but doesn't need to use it, right? Or uh, like the man who has a sword but has but keeps it sheathed until it's absolutely necessary to use it. That is a meek man. Not the man who is too weak or cowardly to protect himself or those around him. Not the man who pays, you know, pays people or bribes people to uh, keep him safe and comfortable. Who uses others to get rewards for himself or extracts unearned resources from others by means of trickery or threats or whatever. Unearned advantages in life. The cowards who disguise themselves as moral and claim their harmlessness is a sign of superior integrity. Is also not those who pretend to be clever or strong to gain advantages over others. These wolves in sheep's clothing typically end up being dangerous and harmful to those around them, despite their words or seemingly how nice they are, right? Oh, isn't he nice? <laughs> isn't he nice, you know? 
Oh, he's just so sweet. He's just so nice. Because these weak men, these nice guys, right? These weak men are the ones who are, in fact, not in control of themselves. The ones who steal, who kill, and who rape. The ones who must take what they want instead of earning it. The people who look for shortcuts instead of doing the right thing, the right way, right? And Cain, speaking of Genesis, <laughs> and we'll get to this. We'll get to this in a little more detail. And I've talked about Cain before. Um, in my authority stream. But Cain embodies this evil man. This weak man. This cowardly, weak, deceiving being. Full of envy and bitterness, greed, and resentment. He was unable to achieve what he wanted. Right? He failed. And instead of working harder or smarter or simply just being content with his station in life, he acted out. He acted out in an uncontrollable rage and used violence against his own brother. And as a result, he was cursed and separated forever from his heavenly father. The meek man, so Cain was a weak man, and the meek man, Abel, worked hard and did things the right way. He may have died a physical death, as we all do, may have even been painful right and yeah that's not fun that's not nice that's not desirable but he inherited an eternal life and a place in the most glorious of kingdoms so don't be weak brothers brothers out there i'm gonna be talking to you a lot tonight do not be weak be meek be gentle controlled confident skilled hard-working motivated eager to serve, reserved, and stoic. Stoic. Next up, we got another little slideshow here. Soft men will not inherit or will not enter God's kingdom. Soft men will not enter God's kingdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, we are told several kinds of people will not enter into the kingdom of heaven, one of which is the effeminate man. The Greek word, which is translated effeminate, in the King James Bible is, I don't even know what that says. <laughs> I cannot read the Greek alphabet, but it's a word. <laughs> Trust me, it's a word. Which is translated as soft in the three other places of the King James Bible. So we could say that when a man is effeminate, he is soft, and such men are condemned by God's word. What makes a soft, effeminate man? Vine's expository states that a soft man is one that is guilty of addiction to sins of the flesh. Vine also adds the word voluptuous, which according to the Webster's 1828 dictionary, you know, the dictionaries before they were completely grappled and full of agendas. According to that dictionary, uh, voluptuous relates to indulging to excess in indulging to excess in sensual gratifications. Brothers, we must tame our flesh. 
Feed your spirit daily. Pray, read the Bible, and put on the full armor of God. Else your flesh will overtake you. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10 in its full context reads, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be weak, my brothers. Soft men will not enter the kingdom. My dudes, all my dudes out there, what's going on? However, <laughs> what's going on? I love you. I appreciate you. However, you know, or you're going to learn tonight, that we were not created to be women. You were made a dude for a reason. God made us this way, who we are, for a reason. And with our position, with our station, comes authority and power and duty and service and responsibility. Whether we like it or not, or agree with it or not, we are to work and provide, protect and serve, lead those in our spheres of influence into the right direction, keeping up the laws and promoting righteousness at all times, without excuses, without hesitation. We must overcome our flesh, flesh urges, our passions, our emotions, and be meek, be in control be in charge of our lives be tending to our own gardens be leading the people god has put in our lives towards him and his right ways we need to cultivate faithfulness and instigate and instigate obedience to the lord our true authority that slide is uh, that little slideshow is so powerful. From again, shout out Stoic Christian, <laughs> so powerful Stoic Christian. He wrote, "We must tame our flesh, feed your spirit daily, pray, read the Bible, and put on the full armor of God. Else your flesh will overtake you." So step into spiritual disciplines, my brothers. Step into your spiritual disciplines my christian brothers stop waiting for tomorrow to get on with becoming righteously masculine do it now right do it right now right now and forevermore get on with becoming the man the masculine force for good that the people in your life need you to be even if it isn't what they want or say they prefer it doesn't matter what they care, what they care about, what they think, what their opinion is. Just go be the man who obeys his Lord, who leads people toward righteous living, who treats others with respect and dignity, who serves and helps those in needs, who does his job regardless of how difficult or unfair it may be, who keeps on crushing regardless of what life or what our spiritual enemy throws at us we need it from you bro <laughs> we need you bro we need you 
They're, the damsels are in distress. Your community is suffering and decaying. And we need it from you, bro. You watching and listening to this right now. We need you to stop being soft and weak and get on with becoming the righteously masculine man God has destined you to become. Let's get on with it, bro. I believe in you. Next slide, a little slideshow here. You need to control your emotions. Are you beginning to see a pattern here? You need to control your emotions. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? From uh, Jeremiah 17.9, Minor Prophet. Emotion breeds involuntary reaction. As men, we have to respond with logic and reason. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. From Proverbs 16, 32. This takes time and practice, being in control of your emotions, that is. So strive daily to keep your emotions in check. Daily. When emotion stirs, Take a second to breathe before you speak. It is always better to not say anything than to respond from your emotional state. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. From 1 Timothy 1.7 this is always a controversial opinion when I bring it up. I even have people in my real life Bible studies coming into my chats and starting arguments and debates and stuff with me. But emotions are going to happen, right? Like you're going to get emotions. They happen. They occur. It's part of like our fallen state is we're not perfect. We're not robots. We feel things. We have emotions. We, we, we react to our environment. Like we were saying last week about being offended. Like someone says something, you are going to get a, you're going to react. However, you can respond to it. You can control your response to that, right? Someone says something mean to you, like there's going to be a reaction. It's almost defensive or angry in return, right? But instead of lashing out, instead of spewing out and, and letting your actions be dictated by those feelings you have, we need to, again, be in control. We need to be meek. We need to be in control. We need to be gentle, regardless of how we feel, dudes. Feelings are for the chicks. <laughs> feelings, feelings are such a woman thing to do, you know? But it is. We need to be of sound mind. We need to use logic and reason. And yeah, emotions are going to happen, and they're not always necessarily bad or from Satan, right? Like, they just happen. Like, lust happens, you know? What, what you can do is control it. What you can do is fight it off. What you can do is understand what it is, what it does to you, the consequences, and choose to reject it, right? You know, being sad when someone dies is not necessarily a bad thing or evil thing because you have a sad feeling, you know? But if your sadness leads you to do something stupid... 
<laughs> right? Leads you to go seek to get revenge or, you know, go seek to like harm yourself in some way or, you know, commit suicide or whatever the case may be. Like your response, that sadness that causes a response is not good. And we need to be in control of that. You can, sadness is going to occur and you can let it happen, but be in control of it. Do not be emotional, even if you have emotions. Like emotions are going to have happen, right? But don't be emotional. Don't let it don't let those emotions dictate the way you are, the way you the way you act, right? Be logical, be reasonable, be of sound mind, and trust God. Not yourself, not your feelings. <laughs> feelings, you know, are what have led Christians to have like <laughs> lesbian women pastors, you know, because it just feel like uh, it's just so, I think, and I feel like this should be, this should be the case. I don't like how the Bible, it's like, are we let our emotions dictate how we read scripture? And that leads us astray, right? Instead of looking at scripture for what it is, the true context, the true meaning, really, like the voice of God that actually speaks to you, if with logos or logos, right? Logos to us Western, Western Americans, that logos, that order, that truth that is God and his right ways, right? The truth, the word made flesh, the word is logos. It's logic, it's reason, it's order, structure, it's objectivity, right? And when our society is so dictated, our, our society is so satanic and wicked that we've become so emotional, we've become so used to using our emotions that we've kind of just turned into like relativism, moral relativism. Because everything's based on how I feel today. I, you know, I was born a man. God made me a man for a reason. But I, you know what? I feel like I should be a woman. <laughs> right? Oh, the speed limit's 65. But I feel, I feel like I should be going 40 or 90. You know? When you start to let your feelings dictate your actions and who you are and how you, how you the way you interact with others... Everything is unorganized, is chaotic. It's the opposite of logos, logic and reason, order and structure. It becomes lawlessness, chaos. It becomes how I feel today dictates what I do. How I feel tomorrow might be totally different and that's going to dictate what I do tomorrow. There's no structure in that. There's no repeatable procedure in that. There's no, I just, I'm repeating myself at this point. You guys get it. But we need to be of sound mind, logical, reasonable mentalities. And yes, emotions happen. And no, emotions are not always bad. But we cannot be emotional and we cannot let our emotions dictate who we are and what we do. We have to let God do that. We have to let his word do that. His word. God, the perfect embodiment of all structure and order, the creator of everything. <laughs> you look around and you see how ordered and structured everything is to the point like that we can study it and know it. We know two plus two equals four, right? Like that doesn't change. I don't get to say like, I feel like it should be five and therefore it's five. Like there is a reality and it's a logical, repeatable, structured creation made by God. And God spoke to us and told us who he is, what he wants us to do, who we are, you know, how we can reconnect with him spiritually, what we are supposed to do, how we are supposed to act. And it's a very logical and ordered and structural, instructional 
work that he's given us, his word, the scriptures, right? And we have to obey and follow that, not our own opinions, our own feelings. I mean, you can, hey, do whatever you want. You know, you can do that. You don't have to do that. God allows you the free will to reject him, to rebel against him, to choose your feelings, you know, what you think and your opinions. Um, he'll let you, he'll let you go ahead and do all that all day, right? And he'll also let you suffer the consequences. He's warned you over and over again. He's shown himself to you over and over again. And if you keep rejecting him because you want, because your ego and your feelings are leading you in a direction that's not towards him and his right ways, and instead towards yourself and your own opinions and wants and feelings, you know, good luck. He'll let you suffer the consequences. The temporary short-term physical consequences here and now in this place and the eternal consequences of being separated from him forever, right? He will allow you to do that. So enough of that. Moving on. We've talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. Don't be emotional, my dude. Stop it. Stop it, bro. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Get out of the feels. And into the word. Into Lagos. A state of Lagos. Living in truth and love. And no love is not an emotion. Love is an action. It is a state of being. Look it up. If you doubt me, look it up. Love is not an emotion. Moving on. Next slideshow here. What does God command a great man to be? What does God command a great man to be? Swift to hear. Brothers, never forget to listen to others with full intent. Be slow to speak. Most of the time, we don't need to add in our two cents. When we do, make sure it's edifying. Slow to wrath. There is a such thing as, there is such a thing as righteous anger. But as fallen men, our wrath will often be in unrighteousness. James chapter 1, verses 19 through 20 read, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, because the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Again, be in control. Be slow to speak, swift to hear, slow to act, especially when you're angry, especially when you have those temptations of wrath and getting revenge, holding resentment for others. Be in control. Be meek, not weak. A weak man is emotional. A weak man lets other people get him to act in a destructive manner, right? A weak man is not swift to hear. <laughs> He's not reserved. He's not controlled. He's, he blurts things out. He rambles. I'm one, this is one thing, I'm rambling on a podcast to nobody, but you know those people in conversations where they just interrupt you every few, every time you're trying to start a thought. Maybe you get half a sentence in or you get a sentence in and then he's already interrupting you. 
right? Not listening, not paying attention to anything anyone else wants to say, only speaking what he wants. Obviously, that's a person that's not in control of themselves. And they might be nice. They might be well-intentioned. That's whatever. It might just be a habit. I come from a family, an entire family of people that do that. And compared to them, I'm pretty calm and tame and reserved, slow to speak and swift to hear. I'm like the baby of two babies. So I'm like pretty used to just being walked all over, talked all over, you know. But man, my family is the champion of interrupting each other. They just like they you put us all in a room and it's just <laughs> there's no completed sentences. It's just interrupting each other because my family is also not in control of themselves. Right. They're not in control of themselves and they don't actually care about what other people have to say. They want for themselves. They want to speak and they don't want to sacrifice a little bit of time listening to what other people have to say. Right. And you you know people like that. You Those are people who are in your life. And in general, they share a common theme, a common thread of being uncontrolled. They're uncontrolled people. They are weak people. Truly weak people. And a meek person knows when to shut up and listen. <laughs> As the scripture says, a meek person knows when and where to uh, act with righteous anger, like he said. There is such a thing as righteous anger, but as fallen men, our wrath will often be an unrighteousness. And, you know, going back to what I said earlier, it's like the man that carries the sword but keeps it sheath until it's absolutely necessary. You know, the, the man who conceal carries and absolutely does not pull it until it's absolutely truly necessary to do so. Trying to resolve the situation without pulling the gun out. That's the meek man. A weak man is, you know... Someone says something mean about you or your girlfriend you're with and you just grab that gun and pull it out and start pointing it, right? That's a weak man, an uncontrolled man. So again, James 1, chapter 19 through 20. My beloved brethren, let every man, every man, that includes you, bro, be slow to speak, swift to hear, Slow to act. Next slide. How to be a biblical man. How to be, you might be asking yourself, Sean, how do I stop being soft and weak and effeminate and become a biblical man? Well, my boy Stoic Christians got you covered. <laughs> how to be a biblical man. Provide for your family. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. From 1 Timothy 5.8 Read, study, and think about the laws of God. Study to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. From 2 Timothy 2, 15, chapter 2, verse 15, and from Psalms 1, 2, Psalm 1, verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law Doth he meditate day and night? No, 
God's right ways. Love your wife to the point of protecting her with your own life. From Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Love your wife the way Christ loves his church, the way Christ loves you, completely, unashamed, without hesitation. Total service, total sacrifice. Love your wife, love your children, love the people God's put into your life, into your sphere of influence, right? Your family, your church, your community. Love them. Love them anyways, despite their flaws, despite how they do or don't love you, regardless. The people God's put in your life, love them anyways. Sacrifice for them. Do right by them at all times. It is your duty, bro. It is your duty. We are called to lead. And yes, women are called to submit to men. And we can sit here and cry about that all day. <laughs> all you ladies out there, you know, the one time, <laughs> the few times that women are told to submit and obey to their, their husbands or their leaders, their male leaders in the church. Um, with all that comes an entire Bible full of our duties and obligations as men. Men to our wives, men, men over our children, men over the other men in our lives, right? Fathers to their sons and just leaders. Priests and deacons and pastors over the flock. A shepherd over a sheep, right? You have a duty. You can't just do what you want. <laughs> you can't let your emotions and your feelings lead you astray and just lead you to being effeminate and soft and voluptuous and weak, right? Indulging in, in your own wants, your own pleasures, your own wants and, and desires, right? You are, God created you as a man and has given you authority, right? That authority that women should submit to you. And with that comes a big, great responsibility. And we have to get on with taking up that call. We have to get on with doing our duty. And the fact that we haven't been, the baby, starting with before the baby boomers, but really escalating during the baby boomer generation. And then of course, just having it keep trickling on down to us, to the millennials and to the Gen Zers. Young men who were raised without good, responsible role models and fathers in their in their households. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, we didn't have a good vision or a good like sight over what a man should be and what his duties and responsibilities are. But it's also laid out for us in our Bible. That's why God gave us his word. And even if we don't have the pages in front of us, it's in your heart. God wrote that law. God wrote and speaks to you on and in and through your heart, right? If you're genuinely, honestly listening to him with a honestly humble mindset, mind and soul, complete state of being, and you're seeking him in his right ways, you're going to understand that you have responsibilities, right? You're going to understand that you're going to need to start sacrificing, that you're going to have to start serving others, not just seeking for yourself, not indulging, not being weak and effeminate, right? You're going to have to get on with becoming righteously masculine for your own sake and for the sake of those under you, around you, in your life, in your spheres of influence, your wife and your children who look up to you for guidance and protection and provision. So let's get on with that, bro. And here are 
some seven, here are the top seven habits to be a more biblical man. The top seven habits to be a more biblical man. Read the Bible. Again, read your Bible. And we'll repeat it. Psalm 1, verse 2, for the King James Version, reads, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Pray about everything. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, reads, Pray without ceasing. Everything at all times should be prayer. Not out loud, not cookie cutter, not repeating the right words at the right times, but just authentically and genuinely being still and knowing God and praying out to him with your heart, soul, and mind at all times through all the situations, right? Pray without ceasing. Study God's word. Don't just read it, but study his word that he has provided for you. 2 Timothy 2.15, chapter 2, verse 15 reads, Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Love unconditionally. 1 John chapter 4, verse 11, John of Patmos' first letter to the church at Ephesus, from the King James Bible reads, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Hate evil. Psalms 136 verses 21 through 22 reads in the King James text, Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee. And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Protect the family. 1 Timothy 5, 8 reads, But if any provide not for his own, and specifically, sorry, and specially, for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. But if any provide not for his own, and specially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Recruit for Christ. 1 Corinthians 3, 6-7, chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. I have planted... Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. It is God who made and sustains the seed, but it is us who plants it. It is us who scatter, collects the seeds, who scatters them, who waters them, but it is God who who made that seed, right? It is God who makes and sustains all of it.
couple more slides here, and then we'll call it a night. Thanks for everyone tuning in live. If you have any final like comments or questions for me that's not offering me a promotion on my Twitch stream channel, send them into the chat. I see y'all lurking and not typing. Two more here. One is about being genuine Christians and the other is about fear. Let's uh and then we'll call it a night. Unless someone does want to comment. So how genuine Christians conduct themselves. How genuine Christians conduct themselves. Paul lays this out for us very clearly in this first epistle to uh, the church at Thessalonica. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We must take these and apply them to our local governments, our occupations, and our families. We rejoice at all times. And these are all going to be from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is verse 16. We rejoice at all times. Verse 17. We pray continually. Verse 18. In everything, we are thankful because our current state is the will of God. In everything, we are thankful because our current state is the will of God. We give thanks in all circumstances. Verse 19, we keep the spirit as a constant flame within us. Not one that turns on and off whenever it's convenient or whenever we think it's needed. But we keep the spirit as a constant, eternal flame within us. We prove everything and hold on to. What is good? We prove everything and hold on to what is good. And we must abstain from all appearances of evil. We must abstain from all appearances of evil. As difficult as they may be in our common culture, our current culture, modern culture. Not impossible. Difficult but not impossible. And we got it. <laughs> Just because something is challenging or difficult doesn't mean it can't be done. Get the word impossible out of your vocabulary. Get the word can't, I can't, out of your vocabulary. Because you can. And because you will. <laughs> you will, my dude. Abstain from all appearances of evil. Stop cursing. Cut the, cut the nonsense garbage music out of your playlists. Stop watching the stupid movies and TV shows that are all about murder and violence and sex at all, at all times, everywhere. Like it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be fun. I've done it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm still doing it. I just recently had to go through, like, I have three different playlists I like to listen to when I work out. I had to go through and just basically delete an entire one because it was just rap and beats and pump up music that was just so degenerate. And yeah, it helps me work out. And yeah, it's like a nice beats, man. It's like, I really wish these beats, I could find like the instrumentals, right? But at some point, like you cannot just be associating with evil. You can't excuse putting that evil into your ears. Even just a three minute song, a little verse or two, a little cuss word here or there coming out of your mouth. Like 
Abstain from all evil as much as you can at all times. You're watching a TV show and like a sex scene comes on. Don't just fast forward the sex scene and turn that show off. That show is evil. That show is trying to program you. It's trying to lead you astray. And if you just continue watching it, you will. If you keep excusing this stuff, you will. I'm pretty embarrassed. I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed by some, not only my whole life prior to these streams that I started when I moved away from California, but my whole podcasting career before that. It was like three years, two years of making just degenerate, raunchy comedy, cussing like crazy, being super offensive in an attempt to be funny. You know, having like beer drinking podcasts, having like weed smoking podcasts, um, promoting and being on other people's podcasts that were just so like sexual and degenerate and just excusing all of it. Right. And then even in my early streams, like you can go back and listen to like my first, what was it? Like 20 or so streams where I was just cussing. (laughs) It's so cringy, like going back and listening to me cuss, you know, because I did, I excused it. Eh, it's not a big deal. Eh, whatever. It adds emphasis. It's funny or, you know, you make excuses for it. Eh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I just won't cuss around like my friends, but I can cuss on a stream or I can just like stub my toe and cuss, right? But after a while, like those ex- excusing that evil like that adds up and piles up and it leads you astray. And you start justifying other sins. You start saying, well, I mean, I cuss, so I might as well just do this other thing too. And you act like you're in control. You pretend like you're in control of that, but you're not. You're not guarding your mouth. You're not keep. You're not making sure that the temple, your holy temple that is your body, the dwelling place of God, right? You're not tending to that. You're not making that a holy ground. You're not separating that from the world. You're just like the world. And I made like a TikTok about that that went kind of viral or whatever and got a bunch of backlash where this guy's like, I'm a cussing Christian. You know, and I responded. I was like, dude, I used to be like, I used to be just like that until I was proven otherwise. Until an ex-girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend and a friend of mine proved and showed me scripture after scripture after scripture about guarding our tongues and about not speaking like the world, not cussing, not disgracing, not, you know, cursing, not being vile, not being shocking just to be shocking, right? So long ramble short, cut short, it's cringy to go back and listen to how I was excusing cussing. It's cringy just a few months ago how I was going back and excusing like listening to cussing music and sexual music, right? But it's got to be done because it does lead you astray. Watching the TV shows with sex scenes and being like, eh, it's not a big deal. I know it's bad. I'll just, I know and understand it's bad. I'll skip forward a little bit. What happens like... That night when you're going to bed and that urge to uh, watch some porn and do some bad things comes, right? You don't think you're going to have a tendency starting to build up of like, eh, it's not that bad. Just once, just this time. It's okay. You know, no one's watching. <laughs> no one will know. I'll repent later and it'll be, it'll just be okay. God will forgive me for this, what I'm about to do. And the slippery slope, again, like I've said in a previous stream, is not really a fallacy. It is to a point that like eventually God will stop it <laughs> in one way or another. The slippery slope will be stopped eventually, but it has to be stopped because it, it does happen, right? It happens in you. It happens in the culture and society. I mean, look where we are, man. We're at like drag queen story hour. We're at like, if you don't make your bo- little boy a girl, you're a bigot racist homophobe. 
<laughs> you know, if you don't support Drag Queen Story Hour, you, you know, if you don't put experimental gene therapy chemicals into your arm and body, you're a danger to society. Right. And I mean, eventually someone will put a stop to it. God will use someone to put a stop to it or he'll just directly do it. But the slippery slope is real. And if you personally keep making excuses for stuff you know to be bad, you keep watching those shows, you keep listening to that music, you keep cursing and making jokes at people's expense, you keep being like resentful and angry towards your brothers and sisters in Christ, you continue to just not forgive people when you know you should, you continue to take the easy road, you continue to be uncontrolled, uncontrolled of yourself, not in control of yourself, overly emotional when you know it's leading you astray and doing the wrong things you continue to just be soft and effeminate because it what for whatever reason benefits you your life in the here and now on this temporary place you continue to do these things you know to be wrong it's gonna continue <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna continue it's gonna get worse the slippery slope will happen it will continue it will be more it will get worse until you put a stop to it and hopefully it's not someone else putting a stop to you. Hopefully it gets to the point where you are making the conscious decision to stop yourself and get yourself back on the right track before someone else has to come in and stop you. Before God needs to intervene and stop you, right? So there's that. We'll get to the last slideshow. Maybe I'll talk about it, maybe I'll not, but we'll wrap up here soon. Real men fear God. Again, shout out Stoic Christian for these slides and these pictures and these thoughts and these uh, scriptures put together in a meaningful way. Real men fear God. The Bible makes it very clear that fearing God is wise. The beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Job 28, 28 reads, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Fearing God is the start of being wise, and departing from evil is understanding that. Being a wise man is truly departing from evil. It's turning off those Netflix shows. It's unfollowing those, those musical artists. It's guarding your tongue and stopping the cursing, right? The sexual lewd jokes, the shocking statements and profound things you want to say. Psalm 111, 10, chapter 111, verse 10. Again, New King James Version reads, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they do that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Acts 9, chapter 9, verse 31 reads, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. What does it mean to fear the Lord? 
The fear of God is a holy awe or reverence of God and his laws. From Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And he finishes, and we'll finish on this slide that reads, Brothers, reverent, rev, revere God and his laws. Hate everything that offends our Lord. Aim for perfect obedience. Brothers, my bros, revere God and his laws. Hate everything that offends our Lord. Aim for perfect obedience obedience aim for it you will not be perfect you will not be perfect you will fall short you are a fallen man who has a sin nature in you right and we can be free from that we can be free from that nature you're still going to fall short there was only one man who was perfect right no man is good there was but one who was right but aim for it be Try to be Christ-like. Seek perfection. Seek to become as Christ-like as possible. And when you fall short, because you will, <laughs> confess it, get back up, and keep on going, right? The sanctification process that happens after salvation, after the salvation for your sins, after accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Savior, and returning to God and trying to follow his right ways, the sanctification process kicks in, which is uh, simply put in most translations, becoming holy. <laughs> you on your faith walk, your faith journey, seeking to become holy, seeking perfection, to seeking to be perfect. Genuinely, truly, and completely trying to be perfect as Christ was, right? And you will fall short. I fall short. Everyone falls short. There was only one who did not fall short, right? But what we need to do is get back up and keep trying. We do need to repent. We do need to ask for forgiveness. And we do need to get back up and keep running the marathon that lies ahead of us. There's no, ouch, I got hurt. I'm going to lay here until I die. <laughs> you got to get back up and keep running the race. Keep running the marathon. And one day you'll cross that finish line. And it will be glorious. You will be made perfect in that day, right? After you seek perfection and seek to be perfectly obedient to God and to his right ways. And it all starts with fear. We've talked about it on previous streams, but the fear of the Lord is often when people become believers. Often when people find salvation. It's a recognition of there being bad news, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a sinner. Here's the bad news. Sorry, you're a sinner and you're going to suffer now and eternally because of that. However, I got good news. You want the bad news first? Better fear God. <laughs> There's going to be consequences for what you're doing or have done, right? Fear of God is the beginning of a journey towards wisdom, a journey towards faith, towards salvation right? Fear starts it all. Letting that bad news sink in starts it all. And then knowing and understanding that there's good news. The gospel itself, Jesus Christ, what he did, the sacrifice he made in your place and what he did for you on that cross, what he does for you every day if you reach out to him with true, honest faith, with a humble heart, 
a repentant, obedient, humble heart, set on him, focused on him, connecting with him and to God through him. That fear is what starts that whole journey, starts that whole process. And the good news is that there is salvation for you in your faith, in your sacrifice, your surrender to him, in your obedience to him, right? In your attempt to be perfect like he was, right? So I hope that all made sense tonight. <laughs> hope that all was dope and awesome and made sense. Hope you got a lot out of it. Again, follow at Stoic Christian. I'm going to put the uh, his pickup. His pickup. His uh, promotional thing here. I don't know if you'll be able to scan that QR code, but follow at Stoic Christian. He is Linktree slash Stoic Christian. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Stoic Christian. And the website is thestoicchristian.com slash fellowship for an online fellowship community. Again, I can't really truly 100% vouch for it, but I kind of can. I know it's probably probably up to nothing but good. So uh, check that out. If you do, let me know what it's like. I might be joining you there sh shortly or soon enough. So follow him, Stoic Christian. Again, he's going to be on the stream here in a couple weeks. Um... If not then, if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, he's going to come on at some point soon. So stay tuned for that. That is going to be it for me tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, my, I'm not on Linktree. I'm not allowed on Linktree. Stoic, if you're watching this, <laughs> you might be not be on Linktree for much longer, man. I thought, I thought I was all good there too, but... Spreading the gospel, telling men to be men, <laughs> and spreading the good news that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and has offered us salvation for our sins. That's not going to last you long on Linktree, man. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you. They ban churches. They ban me. They ban quote-unquote controversial people who, uh, you know, speak out against degeneracy and the satanic culture we live in. And... Um, they deem it quote unquote harmful, harmful and promoting violence and whatever they can do to just justify kicking you off. But you know, Linktree will also let like porn stars and <laughs> just totally degenerate people just freely send people to all their stuff, you know, whatever. We've talked about it before. I'm not even crying or complaining. I'm just stating like, ah, oh, good luck to you on that, man. Because I, now that I've been kicked off Linktree, am on libertylinks.io slash Jonathan Corey. Libertylinks.io, which is basically Linktree, but for Christians. For um, anyone based or quote-unquote controversial. It's like an uncancelable um, link page for Christians and people who keep it real. Um, and a page that actually would ban like porn stars and degenerate people. People who are like breaking laws and being degenerate and spreading evil out into the world would not be allowed on libertylinks.io. Um, it's almost the reverse of Linktree. You know, it's like the more wholesome, it's the not satanic version. <laughs> it's the Christian version. If Linktree was for the Satanists, libertylinks.io is for the Christians. And again, you can find me, all my links to all my content, you know, and all my social media 
at libertylinks.io slash Jonathan Corey. Thank you for tuning in and being with me here live. I love y'all. Thank you. Um, not going to be on YouTube for a while. Not streaming there for like a month, I think. Not posting for two weeks. And after that, I'll probably be banned <laughs> in a matter of time. Um, but wherever you're watching and listening to this, whenever you're watching and listening to this, thanks for tuning in and being here with me. I will be back next Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. for you posers and phonies out there on the East Coast, the fake imposter time zone. Central Time Zone, 7 p.m. I'll be here Monday night. We're going to get to the Mouse Utopia experiment. It's going to be a good one. So tune in. Until then, go out this week and do good, be good, love and be loved. Seek and produce what is good, true, and beautiful. Keep faith, loyalty, and hope as the primary concerns in your every moment. Pray without ceasing. Stop being soft and effeminate. Become the righteously masculine man that God created you to be. Save the damsels that are in distress and get on with the crushing that the people in your community need from you. Your family, your church, and your community need you to get on with becoming the man God intends for you to be. The crusher, the meek man, not the weak man. The controlled, reserved, courageous, bold, confident man. God created you to be the man who holds a big stick but doesn't use it the man who has a sword but keeps it sheathed right so I will catch you later I will see you back here next week right a later date I love y'all all y'all all y'all <laughs> all, all you all and there's nothing Absolutely nothing you can do about that. <laughs>